a special morning we've had already. Um, as we've been able to touch base with people that we love, Terry and Samantha, and have an opportunity through technology to speak with them. What a blessing. And we had an opportunity to remember somebody that we love who is in the presence of the Lord now. And, and we can't talk to them like we used to. But they're alive and a blessing. We'll see them again. Um, then Jerry had an opportunity to remind us for a minute. We don't have to walk on water. It's how we walk here as God's able to work through our lives um, in the power of Christ. And this morning, uh, boy, it's taken me so long to go through these nine sermons, but we've actually done, whether we realize it or not, guys, looked at God, who our God is. He is so awesome and, and incredible. I spent three messages on God the Father, three on God the Son, and this is the last one of the three on the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to look this morning at the main mission of the Holy Spirit. And this seems more like a Christmas message as we look at the text here in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. So I'm going to ask you to find that passage, Luke chapter 1, at verses 26 through 38. And when you find that, to stand in God's honor as we read. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Let's pray. Lord, it is awesome to be together with your people again this morning, Lord. And Father, we, we just need to hear from you, Lord. I thank you for ministering to us already this morning, filling our heart with hope, Lord, as we've been able to be touched by people we love, Lord, who love you. And, uh, but, Father, we continue on wanting to hear Holy Spirit from you as we look at your mission, the mission that made the difference, the mission that changed everything. And I pray this morning, Father, that you would help me to speak clearly, Lord. Help me not to trip over my words. Help me to, Father, be able to speak with courage, compassion, 
conviction. Um, Father, that you might be glorified. And so, Lord, um, we just look for you. Work in our hearts, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, Jessica Buchanan from Bedford, Virginia had a compassion for people. As a result of that, went to Somalia to help those who had great need and who just needed to be loved. And while she was there, uh, her dream became a nightmare. As she was captured, her and um, her co-worker, Paul, were captured by uh, Somalian pirates. And she was there for three months. And this week, Navy SEAL Team 6 swept in 2 o'clock in the morning and rescued her. She said that she was sick as she had been there for three months as these pirates uh, wanted to be able to make money off of these prisoners. Surprised by joy as this Navy SEAL team was able to come in there and to uh, wipe out the pirates to rescue them. And now she's safe. What a surprise. What a hope. To be delivered, to be trapped, to feel like there's no hope, like you're going to die in a place and just waste away. And then suddenly, here comes a hero who, who sweeps in and, and saves the day. As we look at our passage here, there, there, is, a, there is a great need. And, and um, the setting is one of pain, not so unlike today. As you look at the setting of, of Mary and Joseph as it was a land where there were high taxes and taxes were getting ready to be a lot higher. There was moral decadence. There were terrorists who were making life miserable. There was a sense of nationalism where people loved their land, but they were being ruled by a cruel government. To take the lives of children through abortion was no big deal. It was commonly practiced. And through all of that pain, the Bible tells us in Galatians 4.4, when the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, under the law. And, and, And that comes to our passage where this announcement is made, where we learn of God's wonderful plan that is going to happen, that's going to set free, that's going to deliver His people. And as we look at that, uh, He starts out, it says, in the sixth month. Well, what's He referring there? I mean, just imagine you're reading this for the first time. Is it the sixth month of the year? Is it the sixth month uh, since uh, there was any sign that the angel would appear and, and, and come in God's plan? Was it from the angel's perspective? What is the sixth month? Well, we learned that the sixth month deals with where Elizabeth, her cousin, was in her pregnancy. Look at verse 36. He says, Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. 
So this is the situation. As Elizabeth, barren, unable to have a child, and yet there's this child growing in her womb. And what an exciting time that was for her to, to feel the baby kick, to know that this small child is, is growing and developing in her womb. This gift of God is there. Little could Mary know that soon she too would have a child growing in her womb. Total shock. Of how could this happen? How could this be? And it happened in Nazareth. Mark Driscoll, in his description of Nazareth, says, Nazareth was a little hick town who believed that pro wrestling was not fake. Be like that. Where the, the main dream drive was an El Camino. And um, uh, just a, a dumpy rural hick town. But this is where God would show his deliverance. Where he would work and, 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 and bring forth the incarnation hope. He, he would take an impossible situation. Notice it says that there is this couple pledged to be married. A, a betrothal. And, and, and in that culture, in that tradition, they came together, they were married for a year, but they did not consummate their marriage. But they were considered married. They did not live together, but they were looked at by all those around them and in their own minds. They were married for that year. And that's when all this occurs. And and I want you to notice here, um, it it talks about this virgin's name was Mary. And it says that an angel went to her. This angel went to this little southern hick town in Nazareth. He had no trouble finding her sent by the Lord. He says, greetings you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Notice she is the recipient of God's favor. She's not the one who bestows favor. As there are some who teach that Mary has some kind of special power or or touch with God that is able to be spread to others. But, But that's not what the scripture says. It doesn't say that she bestowed blessing but that she was the recipient of God's favor. That she was the one who found favor. That God's Spirit was upon her. His blessing was upon her. As we look at this impossible truth, you know, you just begin to think, well, how could God have worked to bring about the Christ as a baby, as a child? And, and well, just look at a couple of possibilities here. First, he could have just chosen a, a couple. And he could have just put the baby in there. And the mom. But there's a problem. It's called the sin nature. It, it's not enough just to have a, a man and a woman to conceive a child because the sin nature has to be dealt with. And what was necessary for there to bring redemption is one who was without sin had to come. Another option could have just been a divine gift on the doorstep. A knock on the door. Who's there? Look down. There's the little baby. But then there's not the humanity. It's divinity, but without the humanity. But there, that too was not enough. That too was not sufficient for God's plan. Third, 
could have just picked a person. And well, this almost sounds like, you know, some kind of possession where there's a person and then the, the soul and spirit just zapped into that person. And that person becomes the chosen one for God's task. But that, too, is, is insufficient. That, too, is, is not enough. And then there is what happened. And let's look at what happened. But let's look at God's mighty work, the, the Holy Spirit's main mission accomplished. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. and You're to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Look at Mary's response. How will this be since I am a virgin? Mary's saying, this is impossible. God, this isn't the way it works. I've never been with a man in an intimate way, and I'm to have a child. That's not the way this thing works. That's not the normal way this comes about, Lord. How can this be? It wasn't that she was arguing. It wasn't that she was angry. It wasn't that she was questioning. It was more that she was bewildered. She was puzzled. She was troubled in the sense she couldn't make sense out of that. How could that possibly be? Four times in the Scripture we're told that it's impossible with man, but with God all things are possible. Look at verse 37 here in the text. It says, nothing is impossible with God. In the Amplified Version, it says, for nothing is ever impossible for God, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Man, God's not limited. There's nothing God can't do. So what happened? What, what occurred? Well, here we go. We have our explanation here as it unfolds in verse 35. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You say, well, preacher, explain to me, how can a virgin become pregnant with a child? How can that happen? Well, there you go. There's the deep explanation that we don't understand. We call a mystery, but it's true. The Holy Spirit came upon her, and, and the power of the Most High overshadowed her, and she was found to be with child. This child that was fully God and fully man, this one who became the incarnation of hope and, and, and truth, who would become the perfect sacrifice, a lamb without blemish or spot, the Lord Jesus Christ, who would rule over all. That's our God. And, and what a description of, of, of who he is and, and the blessing that she would have as he would work. And it's wonderful. Look at her response. I love it. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And it was at that moment that the angel left because that, that was the mission. Looking for someone who's humble before the Lord. Someone who says, yes, Lord, I do what you want. Do what you want, Lord. Um, turn me to First Peter chapter five. I just want to look at a few verses here that describe 
the beauty of submission, of submitting our hearts to the Lord. And I think it also describes Mary and her willingness to submit. Look at uh, the second part of verse 5 of second, um, of First Peter chapter 5. He says, all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So, um, the first thing here is a, a willingness to submit to God's plan, to accept His plan. It says it gives grace to the humble. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under His mighty hand. He may lift you up. Sometimes when we're faced with circumstances we don't like, we don't want to accept it. We want to fight it. We want to say, God, you don't love me. God, you don't understand me. God, why do you not like me? Why do you hate me? Why are you punishing me? But the humble spirit is able to come to grips and say, may it be done, Lord. May I be your servant and may it be done as you've said, Lord. Humility is marked by that acceptance. That's the first thing that's described here. And secondly, to be able to rest there. Notice what he says, um, that he may lift you up in due time. To find rest in the midst of the storm. To trust him in what you don't understand and what you can't fully see. Uh, Such key there. And then lastly, to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The humble servant's able to actually rest. And that trust of God actually to find a peace that passes all understanding that comes from being able to trust Him. I love in the Living Bible, the old Living Bible, it says, Let Him have all your worries and cares, for He is always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. That's the peace, that's the rest that is able to come in following God. Now, um, back to Luke 1. Just a couple of thoughts here. I think what's also amazing here is what's not in the text. I mean, it would have been very easy. You know, you come to the very end of this, verse 38. She says, I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. I think a a great sign of her godly, humble nature is she didn't argue. I mean, wouldn't it be easy to say, Oh, wait a minute, Lord. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about what Joseph is going to think when he hears this? Have you you thought about what they're going to say behind my back in Nazareth? You know that Mary, she says that the Holy Spirit came upon her and overshadowed her, and that's why she's got a child growing in her womb. Yeah, right. There's no mention of that. There's no fighting with that. This is amazing to me. That, that that doesn't occur, that there's no arguing, that there's, uh, there's no uh, questioning that's mentioned. There's uh, no um, 
anxiety that's that's sp- spoken of in the text that she is able to say, Lord, uh, do as you see best, Father. Do your work. And then God would move in her womb. The Holy Spirit would do this miracle and there would be born our Savior. That would be the result. Now, um, I've come through this section of the message. Now I want to look at it from how it strikes us personally. As in Jerry's song, where he said, you don't have to walk on water, but you have to walk on land. As I look at this, you know, there's Gabriel, who God chose to come before Mary and to deliver this incredible message that's impossible but not for God, that would become our hope. And, and so the first side of it is, when God works, there are two parts, guys, and, and it's, it's, it's true here. There's a messenger and there's a message. So for us, you are a messenger, and so am I. We are all called to be messengers. We are all called to carry the message of Jesus Christ other people we complicate it we make excuses for it Um, we say I feel inadequate I'm not trained enough Um, I don't know how to do this Uh, but the truth of the matter is God supplies what is needed when we step out in faith and simply share for some of you maybe you've never asked people just honestly about where they are in their relationship with the living God Maybe you've never just sat down and talked to anyone about Jesus or about the love that you have for Jesus. We're called to be messengers. It may be to go the other side of the world. It may be to go across the street. But God's plan is to give a burden for all of His people to be messengers, to carry a message somewhere. And that's a blessing, and that's part of what He has for us. And then, secondly, the second part of that, guys, is that there is a message that is to be received. And the only way for that to be received is humbly. You know, I I think of Jessica as she was trapped under those pirates. As her and Paul suffered and then suddenly there was deliverance. Suddenly, this Navy SEAL team swooped in and rescued them. And the truth of the matter is, we're all trapped in sin. The Bible's real clear about that, that we're imprisoned and we need to be set free. Many of you have found that freedom. There was one who swept in and surprised you with joy named Jesus. But maybe that's not true for everybody here. Maybe there are some of you here who have never personally discovered Jesus and the forgiveness he offers and the new start and the new life that he gives. Um, That message is available. Maybe there's some other type of message. Maybe it has something to do with where you are in your life right now and God has spoken to you and and he wants you to listen and and he wants you to receive that message and you say, God, no way! No, God, no. That must be that pizza I ate last night. I ate too much of it, and that's what I'm hearing. Surely the God doesn't want me to do that. Maybe he does. 
to be open to his message and to hear his message and to find his deliverance, the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, uh, thank you for an opportunity to look at the mission. It's beyond what we can understand with our small brains that you, oh God, would come to a simple young girl who loved you and that somehow in your power a child would be conceived and grow and fully God, fully man who would be our Savior. And we are here, Lord, because you are here. We are here because we need you. And Lord, as we come before you, we ask you to work in our lives, Lord. There may be one here who has never received the message. Now's the time. Today's the day. I pray you bring that person to pray or to come before your people and to share your work in that person's life, Lord. Maybe it's another message, but it's about you. It's about following you. I pray, Father, that there's simply an obedience to be able to say, may it be done as you're to your servant as you desire. And I pray that happens, Lord. Um, Father, maybe there's someone you want us to be a messenger to, to take the message to. Give us courage, Lord. Give us conviction. Show us where to go, Lord. And help us just to, just to be humble and do it, Lord, in your power. Father, uh, what do you want? That's what this time's about, Lord. As we stand, as we sing, Maybe you want us to come and to make a decision for you before your people. Maybe you want us to make a decision right where we are. But regardless, may we make a decision that you put upon our hearts, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand.